Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Well, good morning and welcome to 2024. This is the Truth Hurts program. And I'm your host, Steve Z. To those of you new to the program, welcome. As you begin your new year, I hope you make the Truth Hurts program your resolution. It's only 30 minutes, but it's 30 minutes of things you know you wish you could say at work, at school, to your neighbors, to your family members who disagree with your political point of view. This is the program where we expose the lies of the left, the Democratic Party double standard, and the foibles, goofs, gaffes, fumbles, mumbles, stumbles, bumbles, crumbles, tumbles, the mumbles, the fumbles, the muttering, the puttering, the fluttering, the shuddering, the stuttering, and the stammering of gropey Joe Biden, the Hillary-esque cackle of Camel Toe Harris, the supposed vice president of the United States. The entire Biden-Harris administration was built upon a series of lies. Let's look, case in point, at Joseph Robinette Biden, the supposedly duly elected president of these United States of America. Finishing up his third year, the disastrous economy, the catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan, which saw a democratic society handed over to a terrorist organization, the Taliban and ISIS. What a wonderful thing to tell your kids and your grandkids. And once upon a time, Grandpa was in the White House. And he was the President of the United States of America. You know, less than 50 people have held that honor since the founding of this once great nation. And guess what your grandpa did? Your grandpa took a 1.6% economy and rose it all the way up to 9.1. But Grandpa, doesn't that mean that there was massive inflation? Yeah, but we don't call it that. We call it something different. We call it Bidenomics. <laughs> and we got away with it too for three years, almost four. We raised prices so high that even the minorities that we wanted to vote for us didn't like us. Hell, we had the lowest approval rating of any president in the history of the U.S. That there's what you call a record. But Grandpa, it's a bad record. Yeah, but you know, a record is still a record, right? <laughs> and then, and then, we reduced the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to its lowest level in over 50 years. We sold off all of that oil, and we sold it off because we needed the votes in the midterm elections so that we could continue our master plan of devastating, decimating, and destroying my arch enemy, the evil orange man. You mean Donald Trump? Yeah, don't say that name in this house. That's a bad word. Anyway, your old grandpa had the lowest approval ratings and we became even a worse president than Jimmy Carter, if you can imagine such a thing. Who was Jimmy Carter, Grandpa? Oh, Jimmy Carter was this peanut farmer. He was a guy with giant teeth. And he used to come to the country and make up lies like the energy crisis. 
Are you okay, Grandpa? Yeah, I just got a little frog in my throat. Or maybe it's the hair I sniffed up from that little girl at the campaign rally. Anyway, when I was the president, your dear old Grandpa spent 40% of his time on vacation. Vacation, can you imagine? I spent time in almost every country that would let us in. Of course, I had to bribe the leaders of those countries with lots of whole cold hard cash that I printed right out the treasury with nothing to back it up. In fact, in addition to my Bidenomics inflation, I caused interest rates to rise to their highest levels in 45 years. It made it almost impossible for kids your age to buy a new car or finance a house. And the country, half of them at least, still loved me. But Grandpa, you had the lowest approval rating. Oh, who believes in polls anyhow? I've got folks on the inside. They know how to tinker with election machines and ballot boxes and all those voting machines. Oh, kids, it's amazing what you can do when you got people in the right places. But Grandpa, isn't that against all that we know to be good and righteous? Yeah, but good and righteous is for the wussies. It ain't for folks like us. We are the white privilege in America. We just keep telling the black folks that it's the Republicans. Grandpa, I read something last month that it was the Republicans that actually freed the slaves. Yeah, but we keep telling them that that's a lie. We keep telling the African Americans that that was a lie and that the Republicans are just trying to put them back in chains. And half of them idiots is too stupid to know better. And the other half just believes anything we say. Because we got a D behind our name. <laughs> I would imagine, my Truth Hurts program listeners, that's about what it feels like to be one of Biden's grandchildren. But I was told that that is not correct. More likely, the Biden grandchildren were told, you are descendants of royalty. You are descendants of the great Joe Biden, a 50-year politician who spent his entire lifetime finding ways to take money from the taxpayers and use it to go on vacation all the time. You are privileged in the fact that you all will get free rides through college and you will all get cushy positions with whatever company or government agency you choose to work for, if you choose to work at all. You'll be told that because of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the illegal dealings of the Biden crime family, you all, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren, and on and on and on of Joe Biden, will all enjoy the benefits of having millions of dollars in your savings accounts in your offshore accounts. You'll have unlimited reign and white privilege that makes what the black people call white privilege look like just another day in the slums. That's more likely what's going to happen with the Biden grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren, etc., etc. Of course, there'll be that one bad apple. They're all bad apples, but there'll be that one very bruised, oozing, leaking bad apple like Hunter Biden, who will take that privilege and wipe his behind with it, who will take that privilege and screw it up on videos with hookers and cocaine and 
heroin and other drugs and say, look at me, I'm a Biden. And my father, Joe Biden, is pedo Pete. He's a pedophile. He likes groping little girls and sniffing their hair and touching them in inappropriate places. And then a guy who was on a campaign stop who dad molested or groped or whatever made a threat to report because he videoed my dad, Joe Biden, groping. He videoed the groping. And then suddenly this guy who was a milkman or a plumber or just some guy working as an intern will suddenly get a cushy job as an ambassador to some foreign country. Or he'll become the assistant associate director of some department in the government. All to keep his mouth shut. And that guy will tell his child, you will grow up knowing that it was an honor and a privilege to be groped by the President of the United States, to have your hair sniffed by the President of the United States, to have him run his hands over your chest, even though your chest isn't developed yet. He gets off on that, Joe Biden does. But don't worry, darling, daddy's got a new Lexus in the driveway because Joe Biden's family paid him off to be quiet. That's the legacy of Joe Biden. Joe Biden, the President of the United States, is currently still, after three years, presiding over a disaster. Foreign countries laugh daily at Joe Biden. Russia right now, and I don't recommend you go online and look for the Russian video of Joe Biden being led around like a grandpa on a leash, dancing to Russian folk music. It's funny as hell, but I don't recommend you going online. You might be then tagged and targeted as part of the great Russian collusion. Russia, Russia, Russia. Currently, Joe Biden's standing on the world stage is that of a feeble-minded, feeble-bodied old buffoon, a puppet being led around on strings by God knows who. Could it be the Russians? Could it be China? Could it simply be Barack Hussein Obama or George Soros? Could it be something even more nefarious that Joe Biden is not really Joe Biden at all? There's a video running around of one of Joe Biden's own granddaughters saying that Joe Biden actually died at the end of 2019 and that a surrogate look-alike, sound-alike, act-alike brother of Joe Biden is actually posing in the role, you know, wag the dog sort of stuff. By the way, if you've never seen that movie, it's a slow starter. It's kind of boring, but look up wag the dog the next time you have the flu. The president allegedly dies. They need the president to be alive to advance their agenda. So they find a guy who looks and sounds very similar to the president. And they spend months grooming him and training him how to pretend to be that president. And then, apparently, the first lady, disillusioned with her marriage to the real, now dead president, actually falls for the surrogate, the substitute, the look-alike. It's a pretty good movie. I watched it probably 20 years ago. Um, but I think it's appropriate now. Lots of people out there saying Joe Biden is not Joe Biden anymore. It's a substitute, a surrogate, a stand-in, a fill-in. There are many 
websites out there where you can see photographs of what looks like a rubber mask when Joe Biden speaks. When they put so many microphones in front of his mouth that you can't actually see whether or not it's him speaking. When they shuffle him on and off to a stage like a rookie who's never done it before. They're handlers, those people who make sure Joe gets on stage and off stage and hand him his pre-printed cue cards that he's been forced to memorize or at least read over a couple of times. They cringe every time he goes off script. Off script, every time Joe Biden reads something not on the cue cards, he starts ad-libbing, telling a little story, some lie, some made-up anecdote. They cringe in the Biden camp. Oh my God, what's he going to say now? Please, God, no. The Democrat people, those hardcore supporters of Joe Biden, they don't see these things. They're obvious. They're most obvious to the most casual observer. They're as obvious as the nose on your face, but you see, you've seen the nose on your face your entire life. It's not remarkable to you. It's not something worth looking at, in your opinion. Probably the only time you ever focus on your own nose is when you look in the mirror and you see a blackhead or a pimple or a whitehead or a scratch or a scrape or something. The rest of the time, though, it's right there. Just like Joe Biden supposedly is right there, supposedly running the country, supposedly being a leader. Joe Biden, under his administration, has seen record high inflation. Inflation that hasn't been seen since Jimmy Carter was the president. Joe Biden has seen high interest rates, very, very high interest rates. He's seeing the housing market start to fumble and flail. Joe Biden has seen empty shelves and supply chain interruptions. He has been responsible, and I say directly, not indirectly, responsible for the first of many to come auto workers union strikes. If you're not familiar with the name Sean Fain, the president of the United Auto Workers Union, article came out last week saying that Sean Fain is prepping the union members across the entire United States of America for major strike action in 2024, just prior to the next elections set to be put in place if Donald Trump gets reelected. So if Donald Trump gets reelected, you'll see a major, major shakeup in the U.S. economy the auto workers union will shut down for a minimum, in my personal opinion, a minimum of eight weeks, and that will force a ripple effect through the supply chains that supply the parts and the machine tools to the automotive industry. And then when those people are laid off for eight weeks, their paychecks will suffer. And then you'll see massive closures of small businesses, which is what the government and Wally World really want. Massive closures, closures rather, of small businesses. So the large corporations can jump back in and take over what little market share those small businesses still have since Joe Biden and the Democratic Party shut them all down because of something called the Fauci flu, the China virus, the Wuhan novel coronavirus of 2019. 
of 2020, of 2021, of 2022, of 2023. And yes, boys and girls, <clears throat> COVID cases here are on the rise right now in 11 United States areas and states, states here in the United States. Primarily, Democrat-run states with large minority populations are seeing massive increases in the percentage and the sheer numbers of people with the China virus, the Wuhan China novel coronavirus. And what year are we in, boys and girls? <laughs> 2024. So now we can call it COVID-24. We have 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Six calendar years of a virus in which Donald Trump was only the president for 13 months. That's right. The China virus, as Trump, Donald Trump calls it, the China virus came about in late December 2019. Late December, meaning the very end of that year. But he was the president then, so they're trying to say Donald Trump was responsible for COVID-19 and all of COVID-20. And of course, the first few days of 2021, while they were busy stuffing classified documents in boxes and shuffling them on down to Mar-a-Lago, I'm not talking about the Trump team doing that. I'm talking about the federal contracted moving services that stuck classified documents in boxes, which by the way, Donald Trump as the president had the authorization, the authority, the right, the privilege to be in possession of those classified documents. <clears throat> but I digress. So the entire year of 2021, except the first few days, all of 2022, all of 2023, and now all of 2024, the COVID is Joe Biden's doing. It's his fault. It's his issue. It's his problem. Get it? The Democratic political party would have you believe that Donald Trump is responsible for the whole of, the entirety of all things related to COVID. But we just simply know that that's not true. We also know on the Republican side of things and deep in the hearts and minds of many Democrats who are only still Democrats because their granddaddy was a Democrat and by golly, they're going to keep up the family tradition. Many Democrats also know that Anthony Fucci, those epidemiologists created, developed, and spread, whether accidentally or on purpose, the jury's still out on that, but it was spread to mankind just in time to not only affect the United States election back in 2020, but the fair and free election of many of the countries that call themselves Democrats, so democracies rather, republics, free societies. Many of those nations were adversely affected by the China flu, the Fauci flu. But anyhow, here we are, it is 2024. <clears throat> COVID is still around and making a resurgence. Someone that I uh, respect dearly, one of the folks in charge in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, for the federal operation of which I am part. She and her husband both have COVID right now. Yet another lie of Joe Biden, who said 
we have ended COVID. We haven't. It's still around. It's still affecting people. Just like Joe Biden said, and there's an actual video and audio quote of it out there on the internet. You can look it up. Joe Biden says he cured cancer on his administration, during his administration. There's still lots of cancer. I know people dying of cancer. Hospitals are full of them. The commercials on TV about how to manage your cancer still out there. So Joe Biden again lying, saying he cured cancer on his watch. We have a little problem also, you may have heard of it, a little teeny tiny problem on our southern border where by some estimates, by some estimates from people directly involved in patrolling our border, by people directly involved in the customs operation and the protection of our border, by people in charge of immigration and the enforcement of customs operations. You notice how I skirted around the actual acronyms and departmental names, but some good personal friends of mine who worked at those agencies throughout the last 20 to 30 years have told me this is the worst they have ever seen on the immigration front. You need only take a look at the southwest border directly to see what those experts, friends and associates of mine in the federal government have said amounts to up to 130 million illegal, criminal, law-breaking, trespassing invaders from our southern border. And the math is pretty simple. I've gone over it time after time here on the Truth Hurts program. But really quickly, for those of you who are new to the program or those of you who haven't caught that particular episode, I want you to think about this. When Barack Hussein Obama, Barry Sotero, pretended to be president because I still think he probably wasn't a legitimate president based on his birthplace and lineage and heritage and all that stuff, that story's long gone, that ship has sailed. He was titled as president for eight years. When Barack Hussein, Barry Sotero Obama took office, oh, so many years ago, he claimed that there were 11 million illegal immigrants in the United States of America. Okay, that was his first year in office. And if he let in a million a year during his entire eight years, when Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden walked out of the White House eight years after supposedly being elected, after supposedly defeating Hillary Rotten Clinton, a powerhouse of the Democrat Party at the time, you take the original 11 and you add eight. <clears throat> that means there were 19 million that Barack Hussein Obama admitted to. Let's add two more million under Donald Trump's four years because that's what the official statements are saying. So now you're at 21 million. And let's say under Joe Biden, just the ones who have gotten caught, right now they're saying 8 million. So that's 29 million right now, today, January 2nd, 2023, that we have caught, apprehended, and simply released into the country since 
uh, the time of Barack Obama. 29 million. I'm going to round that up because we know it wasn't exactly this many million. Let's just say it's 30 million. 30 million that we have caught, that we have apprehended, that we have processed, and simply released into the country. But according to experts, according to experts, people in those agencies responsible for securing the border, those agencies that are not allowed to secure the border because Joe Biden has got them out making sandwiches, beer runs, and uh, transporting illegals here and there and everywhere. Let's take the low end. The low end estimate is for every one illegal immigrant we catch and process, five get away. Well, what's 30 million times five? Well, that's a wonderful number of 150 million. 150 million since Barack Obama and Joe Biden first took office oh so many years ago. 150 million illegal immigrants running around a nation of 330. But I want to scare the living crap out of you here on the second day of 2024. For some of the estimates that come in from our friends at Border Patrol, Customs and Border Protection, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, some of my friends, some of my colleagues say the number of gotaways is 15 for every one that comes in. And you need only look at the video surveillance footage down there on the southern border. You need only look at the video surveillance footage to see that if one guy surrenders, 15 to 20 of them scatter and go in different directions. And there are simply not enough border agents to catch them all, to process them all, to release them all legally. Illegally, I meant. Sorry. So let's take the original 30 million from Barack Hussein Obama's day one of his first day as a president and multiply that times 15. Well, right there, that's 450 million criminal law-breaking, invading, trespassing, illegal migrant aliens. 450. I kind of think that's a skewed number because when you sit in any room or you walk into any building, yes, there are lots of Hispanics walking around, and yes, most of them aren't speaking English, and yes, most of them all look like they came out of a generic Hispanic press, a mold. I know that sounds racist. I know that sounds bigoted. But you've said it. You've thought it. You don't turn around and see a one-to-one -one ratio everywhere you go of Hispanic, non-English-speaking people to English-speaking people. So somewhere between 150 and 450, oh, you have to add the original 30. Yeah, somewhere between 150 million and 480 million illegals are in this country right now. Not to mention the anchor babies. They spit out kids at rapid pace because as soon as the kid hits American soil falling out of the uterus of the illegal mother, the kid is automatically a citizen. Yep. And it would be cruel to take a citizen's parents away from them and deport the parents to a foreign country, right? So those mommies and poppies 
are anchored to that child here in the United States. Thus the term anchor babies, a, a phrase that the Biden administration absolutely despises. So your homework for 2024, my Truth Hurts program listeners, your homework is use the term anchor babies as often as possible. Anytime you hear about illegal immigrants, call them trespassing illegal migrants. Those are the other phrases I want you to use. And I want you to use the term Bidenomics every time you mention the high price of things, every time you mention the high interest rates, every time you see a shortage of items on the shelves in your store. Your homework for 2024 is to use the term Bidenomics. And whenever you mention Gropey Joe Biden, please call him Gropey Joe, Sleepy Joe, or Pedo Pete. The more you get those phrases and terms out there, the more likely there will be a defeat of Joseph Robinette Biden at the polls in less than 11 and a half months from today. We're just about 10 months, 11 months away from the election, my friends. Watch out for their tricks. Watch out for their fake news. Watch out how they use the COVID once again. Happy New Year. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2024, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Background music, Jason Shaw and Audionautics.